Okay, so my name is Rob Kempson, and I studied applied psychology at Cardiff University, so the four-year course uh, between 2004 and 2008. I didn't know what I wanted to do before I started the course. In my third year, to the applied year, I had a, a placement in a residential school for children with um, social-emotional behavioural difficulties. It was when I was on that placement that I realised that I, I really liked the educational side of things. I enjoyed working with young people and applying some sort of psychological principles to working with young with young people. I actually worked there for my final year as well, part-time, so when I was doing my, my fourth year, and then I carried on working there for a year after. Um, so I ended up working in that school for three years in total, kind of accumulating experience, and then the headmaster from that school kind of encouraged me to look at postgrad options in, in educational psychology. So that was the journey. The applied year was probably the year that made me realise where I wanted to go, really. Around that time, they changed the, the, the training for education psychologists, whereas previously it was a one-year master's course. So you had, to, you had to be a teacher, and you had to have been a teacher for at least two years, and you had to have an undergraduate psychology degree, and then you do a one-year almost a conversion, so the master's was a conversion, you're going from teaching into education psychology. They changed the, the training to, to be more aligned with the clinical course, so it became a doctoral course, three-year doctoral programme, um, and whereas previously you had to have been a teacher, now you just had to evidence, I think it was two years working in education in some description, so you had to have two years' experience within the education system. Um, so people from all sorts of backgrounds, research backgrounds, you know, people who've been working as TAs in schools, um, People are doing things that like I've been doing as assistant psychology posts and then working in residential social care workers. So, yeah, very varied, varied kind of educational backgrounds. But then it was a three-year doctoral training. And in Wales, that's a, a grant-funded training. So you you are paid a bursary then for the three-year period that you're training. Part of the course is that you will add, you have... Uh, three placements identified for you for the for the three years. So you work as you're doing the doctorate. It's kind of a working doctorate. So you're you're writing your your thesis whilst working on in placement for the three years. So as I finished my uh, my third placement, so my third year on the doctorate, I was working in uh, Neath Patolbert County Borough Council. And as I came towards the end of a placement, and I think this is quite quite common actually, is a job came up within that local authority. So I then applied for that job and obviously I'd been working there for a year as a trainee and they took me on then so I started working there and I worked with them for five years and then I got a senior post then in Rundlecken and Taff uh, just over two years ago so then I've been working there for a couple of years. I think there are lots of misconceptions about education psychology. Fundamentally I think it's because education psychology as a profession is really bad at uh, kind of promoting what it does and what it doesn't do. And I think it has a, it still has a bit of a leftover, the perception of an educational psychologist as kind of a super teacher, this advice giving person. And I think people have this idea that, that the educational psychologist will go in with their briefcase of assessments, work with individual children and will tell you what's wrong with the child and tell you how to fix it. And, you know, really the, the, the model of education psychology and particularly the model, uh, the framework used within the Cardiff course is very heavily influenced by sort of social constructionism and systemic thinking and the idea that actually, you know, a young person exists within, uh, you know, multiple systems and has, you know, there are multiple influences on why, why and how children function and that to be an effective psychologist, you have to really think about and integrate with and facilitate change at all of those different levels. Really, the challenge of education psychology is to promote itself at what we can do and the different ways we can work. Uh, and often that's a side to individual work with young people. So schools, often what schools think they want is not what's actually best for them. So they think they want 
the psychologist to come in and wave their magic wand and make things better. But actually what they need is, you know, capacity building. They need to look at their systems. They need to look at how they support young people in general so that when the next one comes in, that they're better placed to, to meet that need. Um, and it's, you know, I think the challenge of any field of psychology, but I, I can only really speak from education side of things, is definitely a challenge for the role or the profession not to see itself as an expert, in, in the expert in fixing things and solving things and problem solving and sitting with that, you know, the uncomfortableness of... Um, Things not ending in nice, neat packages, and that actually, you know, you're there to support and facilitate change, not to fix problems, and to be there to, to support young people through the process of, you know, whatever they're going through, um, and to help schools to understand the needs of young people, not necessarily be the one to, to take the problem away. So the amount of time I spend with individual pupils nowadays is not so much, because now I've got a senior position, so my role now is much more systemic. So my role now is I'm called a senior specialist for well-being. So my interest area is around promoting uh, well-being initiatives, evaluating well-being initiatives and supporting schools to build uh, better structures around young people to, to promote their well-being. So a lot of my time is, is based around that systemic um, side of things. You can create your own role within education psychology depending on your interest areas and your, your particular skill set. So whereas I am very much an advocate of I wouldn't, I wouldn't work with a young person unless I'd had contact with parents and teachers and had explored the systemic issues beforehand. Because personally, I think if you jump straight into working with individual young people, you, the message is that there is something inherently wrong with that young person. Saying that once you become part of that system, working with young people can be really fulfilling and actually you know, there is scope for therapeutic work, there is scope for in-depth intervention and assessment over time. You have to carve out that time by working creatively and innovatively to make sure that you know, those young people that need that in-depth work over time can have it. How do we create uh, the best services possible for schools and for individuals? It's a tricky balance. The local authority that I work in at the moment, run the and Taff, we're a team of uh, 25 education psychologists, not all full-time. I would say, I'm going to guesstimate again, but roughly 12 full-time equivalents. As, an, as a psychologist, you're then looking after generally a sort of uh, a comprehensive school and then all the feeder schools for that, so possibly eight, nine, seven, eight, nine schools within that. So the way that education psychology works in England is very different to the way it works in Wales. So in England, it's a, a traded service, so schools buy in education psychologists. So obviously, you've got a lot more private, private practices setting up, you've got a lot more scope for selling the way that you want to work. Aside from the traded work, the, a lot of their work tends to be around... Uh, what we call statutory work, which is working with young people individually as they go through the, the statementing process. So when they have to go through the, the kind of legal process of whether their needs meet a threshold for the local authority uh, providing support for that in the school. In Wales, very different. In Wales, it's you know still centrally funded. So every local authority has education psychologists that are employed by the local authority. That time is allocated to schools and then it's up for discussion with the schools around how that's used. So it's a much more two-way process uh, and often you have more of an ability to say what you think is the best interest for that for those, that young person. I think probably for me the biggest challenge of being an education psychologist is you aren't really part of or a central part of a team. And I mean that in that you are part of an education psychology service and there is a team element to that. But the schools that you support, you aren't, you're not a guest, but you're not 
a staff member. So you sit somewhere in the middle and relationship building is probably the biggest challenge because it underpins everything. That's the thing I miss from working in a school is being in a school, you create those really close relationships with the staff. You see them every day, you see the team every day and also you work with the same children every day so you see their journey. So you're with them every day and you see the changes whereas a psychologist, you know, you might not see a young, you might see a young person one week and not see them for for a number of weeks and so you don't you don't see those incremental changes and so it's, it can be difficult then to to know the difference that you make the most fulfilling part of my job because you're not part of that team and you're not working every you know you have that independence to create your own timetable to work you know to get involved in different projects to set up different sets of action research so you you can kind of negotiate with schools oh, i think this would be a really great way of working i can see how this would really benefit your school and if you, if you can sell it to the school and they, and they come on board with you the world's your oyster. You can work in some, in some really innovative ways. Uh, I've got a, a project at the moment that I'm working on, which is we're just developing a, a computer game for young people to look after their own well-being. So it's a kind of well-being computer game. And if you'd have asked me, you know, five, six years ago, you know, what the, whether I thought that was the role of education psychology, you know, app development and game development didn't come at the top of this. But for me, I think it's a really exciting time because with all these changes creates the opportunity for innovation, creativity, for, for, for young psychologists coming through to, to really push these different ways of working. You know, we can create the next wave of what education psychologists will be. 